Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I am your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram sarcastic.aa.book As always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are, you and me, and I am glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. And I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's. Mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. Right out of the can from Vons. This is my second cup already today. Like a psycho. Just guzzling it today. If you haven't already, go to recoveryradiokmp3.com. Get yourself a sweatshirt or a coffee mug or something to help my wife put together um, something very helpful for the community. That's her goal. If you know her, she's dead serious about it. She doesn't have a shady bone in her body. She's really excited about it. You can get... uh, Um, I don't know why my life was saved, but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. Shirt or mug, things like that. That's what I say at the end of the show. It's the most profound thing I've ever been told in my life. So I end the show with that. It's something I think about all day. It's the barometer I use as I go through the day. Also, if you don't have any of the books and you want to get any of the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com get the affirmations book first two columns of a four step 365 daily affirmations that won't help you a bit or the sarcastic big book or any of the sarcastic daily meditations book books that I have there check them out I read an email on the last show from Someone thanking me for the sarcastic big book. I get letters like that and emails like that. It really means everything to me when somebody gets it. So many people just completely get it. And I knew right away people were not all going to get it. I expected that. If you resent AA, you're going to think that I'm coming from a place where I resent AA. I don't. I love AA. 
It comes from the opposite of that. Some people really get that. But, you know, I know I can only see someone's motives through the lens of my own. So if I'm coming from a place of resentment, I'm going to assume everybody else is too, but... I absolutely love Alcoholics Anonymous. I love meetings. I love the fellowship. I love everything it's done for me. Love the big book. And, um, yeah. I'm having an amazing experience that I know is not the normal one. And I feel really clear on some of the reasons that is. I am convinced that I'm more selfish than other people, my whole experience is going to be very different than if I didn't feel that way. If I don't believe God can remove whatever self-will has blocked me off from him, I'm going to have a completely different experience based on that, no matter what else I do, perfectly. If I'm convinced that I'm an outright mental defective, or if I'm restlessly irritable and discontent, unless I go to a meeting, if I believe that, a lot of people do, the application of all of the steps is going to land in a very different spot. I talked about one time on here, I did a podcast episode called the, on a different, on a podcast greater than yourself, had me on because of a meme I made one time called the set aside, the set aside prayer prayer, which people hated. And the whole point of the meme was there, it's possible to know things. It's possible. If you went to have a surgery performed and you walked in and the surgeon was on his knees and you said, well, what are you doing? And he said, he or she said, I'm just setting aside everything I think I know about surgery. You'd, you'd find a different surgeon. It's possible to know that getting out of self is the answer. It's the answer now. It's the answer tomorrow. It's the answer in 10 years. It's the answer. How do I do that? That's the point of the steps, as far as I'm concerned. I'm having a very, very amazing experience, and I, I want to talk about it because you know I share in meetings sometimes, and I know, I see, I feel, often, people think I'm hiding something or I'm not being genuine, that there's something I'm not, there's something, there's something, this confusion, something like, it can't be that good, you know, real life is going on for me, who's this asshole think he is? I'm used to that. But 
but it is because I am doing my darndest. I can't believe I just said that. I'm doing my darndest to live in step three. It's not a theory. And the 12 steps, particularly four through nine, flipped my mentality from victim and entitled to empathy, to empathetic, to compassionate, wanting to help. That's what the process of four through nine did for me. My understanding is that once self is not there, in an area where self is not, the only thing that shows up is light, God. It's not an effort. The effort is in continuously doing my part to remove the self. I'll give you an example of the experience that I'm having that I don't think is very common. I recently was a secretary of a meeting. I drove there with no script of how it was supposed to go, who was supposed to say what, who was supposed to show up, how regimented it was supposed to, I mean, how, 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 how orderly it was supposed to be, whether or not the leader showed up, whether or not the commitment people showed up. I had no script for any of those things. And so I'd go there and I would just roll with it. Usually people would show up, sometimes not. Sometimes there was confusion, usually not. One time the cake person forgot to take, bring a cake. There were a bunch of cakes. Sometimes the greeters wouldn't show up, etc. Didn't matter. I didn't go there like, oh, they better. They're supposed to. This has to. That's the part of me that's gone. Well, this has to. They have to say this. They have to do that. They have to. This has to go this way. That's the part that particularly thorough four through nine has altered in me. I don't have those conversations with myself, almost never. And I was in charge of the meeting. I was running it. I was responsible. Some years ago, I was responsible for quite a large staff of people and I had the same mentality there's things I'm responsible for and I'll, I'll focus on those things as best I can and I don't know how the day is going to go and I don't know who's going to do what and how it's going to turn out it's none of my business it's not 
up to me. I do have certain responsibilities that keep me busy. So instead of showing up at the meeting as a secretary, thinking to myself, this has to go this way, this has to go that way, this person better do this, this person has to do this, which people do. Talk to people who do that. It's pretty normal. And believe me, I used to do that. But instead of having that conversation, I'm going there with the conversation of, I'm going to be loving. I'm going to do my best to be mending. I don't know who needs help. I try to set an example of somebody who trusts God. That's a very different focus then. It has to go a certain way. This has to be read on time. This has to be... That's a very different focus. These days, I... There's a job I have, part-time, I love. It's the same thing. When I go there, I'm, I'm not saying, this has to go this way, this person has to do this, this has to turn out like this. That, to me, is all plain God. And it comes from some belief that I still would have inside me that I know best. And I, that, that, that belief in me is not there anymore. <laughs> that I know what you need. I don't know what you need. That goes for everybody. But so when I walk into work now, I don't go with the man mentality of this has to turn out this way. This person has to understand this. This person has to do this. This is supposed to happen this way. I go, I walk in and I'm, I'm praying and I'm saying, I don't know who's going to need help. Please help me. Please guide me. Help me be a, a, an example of somebody who trusts God. What would somebody who trusts God behave like? That's a very different focus than things have to go a certain way. I don't know who's supposed to be healthy or sick or sober. I don't know. I know that I'm supposed to do what I think God would have me do to the best of my ability. And I have come to believe in my own experience with God as I understand God that basically comes down to good. So that's where my focus is. Maybe I hear I, mean, I hear some I hear some voices from conversations I've had with people. Yeah. Whenever I hear yeah after I say all that, the only thing I hear is you weren't listening to what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, but It's different, though. My life's hard, though. Your life's not hard. 
My life's hard. Or I would say this. I have the same components in my life that one could look at, study, dwell on to make your argument that their life is hard too. I don't have parents in my life. Always wanted kids, don't have kids. I've had all kinds of health things over the years. I've lost a lot of people. Lost a lot of alcoholic friends. I spent a lot of time and energy trying to help people who are now dead. I have been verbally abused, neglected, abandoned, slandered. bullied, stalked, go on and on and on. My wife has had health issues. It's not like, on top of that, the world's batshit crazy, I think. I live, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in, I'm where you are. I'm not. living in some fantasy land. My head is in the clouds, but my feet are firmly planted on the earth. But the simple way, the simple, can't say this enough, the simple way that I apply the 12 steps, my understanding what makes me an alcoholic and what is just my assholeism and my understanding that this is not work that you do once it's work you do constantly has made all the difference I learned in like 1991 or 2 some very basic tools that I have been the tools I have used since then. My understanding of when and how to use those tools has expanded. It changes, it unfolds, means more, gets deeper. But I haven't had to use different tools. God doesn't make too hard of terms those who earnestly seek. So, is your focus on things have to go a certain way or is your focus on what can I do to help? Because when my focus is on things have to go a certain way, it is as simple as one thing. I am still playing God. 
this is usually where I, you know, I, the, the blowback comes in all the conversations I have. Well, but things do have to go a certain way. Okay. That is nothing more than a victim of delusion that he can rest satisfaction and happiness only if he manages well. That's what that sentence means. And I suffered from that for a very long time. But I do not today. I don't know how today's going to go. I don't know how it's supposed to go. And I'm okay with that. I know that I'm supposed to be an example of somebody who trusts God as best I can. Wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, that's my job. Every time I am coming from fear, I am... telling God he sucks. But just knowing this isn't enough. Have to use that spiritual Drano. Steps four through nine. Really unblock myself. Stay unblocked as best I can. Through 10, 11, and 12. Best I can. How often do I screw this up? Constantly. I screw it up all the time. I screw it up every day. Fall short every day. But I try to grow every day. It's not okay with me to not try to grow every single day. Learn something. Try harder. Be more open-minded. Check yourself. Get off of your soapbox. You're entitled to nothing. This is grace. If you like me. I have a new website. It's called www.com. Hot sober bonds with a Z dot net. The extra two W's are for whoa. Wow. Dumb. I'm not funny. I will say to anyone who needs to hear it that everything is okay. Follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.a.book. Email me at sarcasticbigbook gmail. And I don't know why my life was saved, but on that note, I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you do the same.